0: The other number of note today is seven because it is game seven tonight between the Leafs and the Habs. And by the way, another important number is 550. Just breaking here this afternoon, that is the number of fans that will be allowed in the building tonight. 550 fully vaccinated frontline healthcare workers, heroes, will be at the Scotiabank uh, Arena tonight. Here's a Premier Ford earlier today on that. We were able to uh, work with the docs all weekend, right up to midnight last night, this morning. And uh, they gave us a choice, either 550 or nothing. And I'll take the 550 because we appreciate all the frontline healthcare workers that are going to go into a, a lottery system. And my only wish is I wish I could have 2,500, but uh, the doc said 550. We'll take that. All right, there's Premier Ford earlier, and joining us now is Rick Zamprin, our pal from down the highway at 900-CHML. He joins us with a preview of tonight's Game 7 here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Rick, good afternoon.
1: Jeff, how are you?
0: I'm good, thank you. A little anxious about the game tonight, but uh, pretty excited that we get to have some fans back in the stands and it's just great. It's our healthcare heroes that are going in there. And we saw, of course, 2,500 in Montreal on the weekend. What sort of effect uh, do you think that had on the game Saturday? And do you think that this uh, 550 uh, might play some sort of role tonight?
1: I think the fact that there were fans in the stands had you know a, a multifaceted effect on Saturday. Number one, you know, just having fans back in an NHL rink north of the border for the first time since March of 2020 was huge in terms of you know where we're heading in this stage of the pandemic. So you know, it's it's great to see and, it, and it's great news. And I think obviously more and more arenas, uh, Winnipeg might be next in, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, who knows? Um, but I think it is you know shows us that we've made some progress and we're, and we're being rewarded for you know the sacrifices that we've made both personally. Uh, professionally and and, and all that encompassing kind of uh, feeling. Uh, um, The the other side of it is, you know, from a game aspect, you know, 2,500 fans isn't a lot, especially at the Bell Center, when they can pack in 20,000-plus. But, uh, you know, we saw how Montreal especially responded in the first period. They were juiced. They were going. They were playing probably their best hockey of this series, and although they didn't score in that first period it really set the tone i think had the leafs on their heels 550 you know the 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 sound the amplification is obviously going to be a little bit lower or a lot lower but i think having the fans especially that they're frontline healthcare workers in the stands i think should give both teams a little bit of a jump and maybe more so toronto tonight
0: all right well the habs certainly are trending rick they've won the last two both in overtime But on the other hand, can anybody see the Leafs losing three in a row? So do you think one team has an advantage over the other going into tonight?
1: Well, you know, I can make a case for both teams or either team having an advantage. You know, you look at the Montreal Canadiens, they've won the last two. Yeah, they've been in overtime, but they've played spectacularly, especially defensively. Although Toronto's had a number of glorious scoring chances, their last line of defense goaltender, Carey Price, has been just magical, as I think every Leafs fan was expecting. Uh, You know, he's not one of the best goalies in the world uh, uh, for a reason. You you know, you look at his play, and he's just been absolutely uh, unbeatable at times. In fact, the last four goals that the Leafs have scored, they've all been deflections. So if you get a clear shot on number 31 in Blanc and Rouge, he's probably going to stop it. On the other aspect, you know, the Leafs have, you know, from top to bottom over the six games – have been the better team, whether it's more shots on goal, more scoring opportunities, uh, carrying the play, more pressure in the other end, especially in the second period or that long line change. But hey, it's a, game, it's a game seven, and anything can happen. And yes, Montreal might have some momentum, and the Leafs have a lot of skeletons in the closet when it comes to elimination games, and certainly game seven. Uh, you know, Toronto, on paper, is the more talented team. They should win, but that really doesn't mean a hill of beans when it comes to the ultimate game in a best-of-seven series.
0: Well, listen, the Leafs made some significant uh, moves in the off season. not the least of which was to bring in some veterans and some experience. So Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons, uh, they join Jason Spezza, of course. Just how key do you think that sort of veteran experience is going to be tonight in a Game 7?
1: Well, I mean, it should be huge. And, you know, those guys were, you know, important pieces of this puzzle. Uh, a team isn't made of one individual or even a couple of players. You need 20 guys going each and every night and a little bit extra when it comes to the dressing room talk and game prep and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, adding guys like Thornton and Simmons and Zach Bogosian on the blue line, uh, this off season, uh, it may not translate into a bunch of points on the scoreboard, but they do other things to, you know, get their teammates prepared for a game. Now we didn't see that in game six as Montreal blew the doors open uh, early with an onslaught of chances uh, against Toronto. And, you know, a lot of the Leafs players saying they they weren't prepared for that game. There's no excuses tonight. They have to be prepared because there's no tomorrow if they don't win tonight. So I think that it was key to bring in that veteran kind of leadership. Although I read a stat this morning, which is a little disheveling as a Leafs fan, is Jason Spezza. This is going to be his fifth career game seven. He's 0-4. So hopefully the goose egg is snapped tonight.
0: He's due. He's due. He he can't go 0-5. <laughs> <laughs> uh how surprised are you that we're at a game seven though rick because i think many in the hockey world are surprised you mentioned the leafs are a far superior team on paper i think going into this uh playoff series a lot of people thought i don't know maybe the leafs in five games might be a 4-1 series that sort of thing how shocked are you that we're here at game seven
1: I'm not too surprised that we're in a game seven. I am surprised at how we've gotten to this game seven, you know, being up three games to one, the Leafs really asserted themselves in games three and four. Uh, and I was expecting, okay, you know, the, the, Leafs are clearly the superior team. They're showing it, they're flexing their muscle. Uh, they're, they're, they're much more physical that they've been in past years. Uh, they're finding the way offensively without having to rely on their biggest stars in Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, you know, William Nylander has come alive in this series uh, Alex Kerfoot has probably played his best series in a Leafs uniform. Spets is scoring a number of goals. So I was saying, okay, game five, they'll probably close it out. And if not, you know, they'll win game six. And I, I picked Leafs in six. So, you know, to add one more game isn't too shocking, but it's the way it's transpired. You thought the Leafs were in control, and we've, we've thought this in the past. But lo and behold, two overtime Ls, and uh, here we are with a game seven.
0: So what are you watching for tonight? What is going to be the uh, key that's going to uh, sway the series one way or the other? Do you think it's Price versus Campbell, just whoever plays better in net or is it, uh, you know, the old saying is your stars have to be your stars. If Matthews and Marner uh, show up, both have a uh, big games uh, tonight. They've been a shutout the last couple of games by the Canadians. If they uh, have a uh, great game, is that what you're looking for?
1: Yeah. A handful of things have to go. I think either team's way. I think obviously, you know, a good start. We didn't see that from the Maple Leafs in Game Six for sure, or Game Five. They were kind of sluggish as well. So this team has to come out and, and not just come out for a couple of minutes. I mean, they have to, uh, you know, show that they are the not only the better team, but the more desperate team, and the hungrier team, and the one that wants it more. So whether that's going into the corners or creating offensive chances, chances or playing stout defense, they have to show the other team that listen, we're not going to cower away and uh, you know allow you to take this Game Seven. So I'm seeing, I want to see a little more oomph to the Leafs game right out of the gate. Number two, yeah, Campbell has to play better than Price. And that's saying a lot because Jack Campbell has been really good in this series. And I think, yes, the stars have to be the stars. Matthews and Marner in particular, they've accumulated eight total points, just one goal between them. Mitch Marner hasn't scored in 17 or 18 playoff games. But I think most importantly, now that first goal is so huge. And the team that has scored first in this series has gone on to win each and every game. And if the Leafs can score first... They're allowed to, I think, not only relax, but play more of their game. If the Habs score first, that's a huge boost to confidence for them and allows them to play how they want to play. So that first goal, whether it's in the first period, the third period, or maybe even overtime, is absolutely massive.
0: You know, Rick, there's been a lot of talk about Marner and his lack of scoring in the playoffs. Yeah, sixteen, uh, seventeen 16, uh, 17 games without a goal. Obviously, this uh, stretches back uh, several playoff series uh, now. With that big paycheck comes big expectations. Does he need to find the, the net uh, tonight, the back of the net? Or do you think that he brings a lot of other things other than just goal scoring to the team?
1: He does bring a lot more than just goal scoring. And I mean, he's not the trigger man on the team or even on the line. That's Austin Matthews. But in saying that... It'd be great if he did score, but he does do a lot of other things. Penalty kill, although he had a horrible kill in the last game that led to a five on three and and basically, uh, you know, Montreal's second goal. But Mitch Marner has to be that spark plug. He has to be that offensive creator. And uh, whether he has shied away from the physicality or is just not on his game, he's got to find that missing link tonight and he's got to play his best game of the series. Otherwise, the Leafs might be looking at a longer than expected offseason.
0: And having said that, and this is maybe a conversation for tomorrow or another day, but I'll ask it anyways, uh, there's so much on the line, I think, tonight uh, for the Leafs in this Game 7. If they fail to move on, uh, Rick, do you think this organization needs to start asking itself some uh, pretty serious questions?
1: I think it should. I'm not sure what the answers will be. And I I know they've asked themselves that question over the last number of years, whether they're losing to Boston in the first round or even Washington many moons ago in round number one, as, as this team was just, you know, getting off the ground in terms of its young core. But now that you have given out these huge contracts to the likes of Matthews and Barner and Tavares and Nylander, the four guys in particular that consume about, you know, $40 million over your $80 million cap, you know, if you're GM Kyle Dubas and you lose tonight, depending on, I guess, how you lose, but if you lose nonetheless, you got to look at your core and look at your roster to say, right, we have to be better. We have a phenomenal regular season, a record breaking season in many respects. We have the Rocket Richard Trophy winner in Austin Matthews. What changes can we make? Because we know the cap's not going up. It's going to be flat over the next couple of seasons because of the pandemic. Uh, and it's not as easy as saying, hey, let's trade Mitch Marner. What are you going to get back? Uh, there's obviously a financial implication. Um, it's not like the uh, you know the 80s and early 90s when we didn't have a cap and you can trade guys left, right, and center. It's much harder to do so, and I'm not sure that Dubis has the stomach to do it.
0: All right, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. There's still yeah. a game seven to be played uh, tonight. Uh, Rick, thanks for uh, setting the table for us here this afternoon, and enjoy the game tonight.
1: You got it, and go Leeds go. All
0: right, Rick Zamprin with us from 900 CHML in Hamilton,